I'm Helen Rabello. Welcome to The Turning Point Project. I believe that when you face a big transitional moment in life, you have to learn how to transcend your fears and honour the process, even if it gets messy in the middle. In this project, inspiring conscious creatives and entrepreneurs share their stories about how they used a turning point to move from a life that didn't fully fit to living in a more intentional way despite the messy bits. May these stories inspire you to trust your turning points and take a step forwards through your messy bits towards your more magical life. In the Western world, we are generally brought up to believe that life is going to unfold a certain way. And as children, we accept this unreservedly, thinking that at some point, one of those things will be that if we choose to do so, we will have children. Today's guest, lovely Leslie Pine, has built her work around the fact that she somehow got her head around not being able to have children and not being able to do something that many other women can do. But that's not what we talk about in today's conversation. We're actually talking about turning points she experienced whilst she was writing her book, Finding Joy Beyond Childlessness sharing inspiring stories to guide you to a fulfilling life. I absolutely loved this conversation with Leslie. I've worked with her. She was a client of mine for a little while and we are really good friends. We've supported each other and she actually helped me share my childless story for the very first time in her blog and in her book. So I really hope that you love Leslie as much as I love her. She has an incredible amount to share and I really hope you get something gorgeous and inspiring out of this conversation no matter what your situation is that helps you believe that everything ultimately will work out. Leslie Pine is with me and has very kindly offered to share some insights into one of the turning points in her life with us. Um, it's always really interesting when you ask somebody who's been quite a big part of your life to have a conversation with you about something like this, because um, I know that there are many, many different turning points you could talk about, and I know that you have a lot to say about them, Leslie. Um, so I have no idea how you've managed to narrow it down. <laughs> no, neither of you really. <laughs> But thank you. Thank you so much for giving us your time and and sharing some of your insights with us. And I'm going to hand over to you, really. What, what first came into your mind or what would you like to share today that has been um, a really significant moment in your life that has taken you from a place that maybe wasn't fully feeling quite right into a place where you feel more comfortable in your own skin because I know for a fact you do nowadays I do. yeah <laughs> well thank you for asking me actually and it's really interesting isn't it when you ask these questions that to go back and think I mean because I had about three or four moments that I could talk about 
and um, narrowing it down and also answering the questions I think for me I've got to a deeper understanding of what happened so that's really it's really helpful for me as well as, as well as hopefully for the, those listeners so um, yeah I had to go back around about two years I'd I decided to write a book um, I had a plan I had a lot of post-it notes on a big chart um, I, I was also using as part from my own story in addition to my own story I was using stories of other women so I had all of those and all I had to do was write and you know and I don't know about about you but that was really that and I, and I came to a complete standstill actually uh, my, my book is called Finding Joy Beyond Childlessness and so there were I was writing about some themes of different th um, subjects that those other storytellers had felt were important so things like grieving like connecting to your body like writing um and, and things like that and um I, I just looked back yesterday at my journal what i'd written at the time and some of the things was that i felt like a fraud because i hadn't done some of the things that the other women were writing about yeah um it was overwhelming uh, and I, one of the phrases that stuck out was writing feels like a millstone around my neck um <gasps> And I felt that I could have given up, if not for having the other stories, I think I would have given up actually, but I felt that I was committed to other people. You know, I would already asked them to be in it. So what would I look like if I gave up? Um, yeah. And I said, you know, also it, it felt like self-torture. <laughs> oh, um, wow. um, Those are really strong words. And, and some of the, you know, that, that gremlin inside your head, my head was going what you're writing is crap you can't do it that sort of thing so yeah. it was pretty low really yeah very low a pretty low point so yeah I had no idea that you actually no, nobody, like no, no I've never spoken about it. I mean I, I've I write a little bit about this in the book that it, it was low, but I've never like, this is the first time I've said these words out loud actually so yeah how does it feel to say them out loud, to share them? It's okay, actually, because I, I mean, I wouldn't have said it at the time. Yeah. I, I mean, I spoke to, I, I was working with a therapist as well, but um, because I've worked on it now and the book, it all turned out all right in the end. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, so that's that. You, you talk from a, a scar, not an open wound. Of course. But, yeah. You know, it, it feels fine. And, and I guess it's, it'd be useful hopefully if anyone else is in that point to know that you can't you know you've got to get sometimes you've got to get to the bottom of that hole for me to start digging your way out but you can there's yeah. always a path out isn't there? yeah and I think probably both you and I have discovered that um what what looks and feels like a hole can be actually a treasure chest in effect you know <laughs> as horrible as it can be to go into these holes yeah. It's amazing what riches you find. Exactly. In them. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, mm. you know, I, I actually, I love that you've, you've conjured up an example that is relatively recent for you mm. that you've, you are very much on the other side of because you are now the proud author of a phenomenal mm. book. Mm -hmm that is changing lives mm. yes um, yeah. but you've managed to achieve that despite the fact that during the process of writing that book you were having mm. all these feelings and processing and dealing with all these feelings mm. and you still somehow managed to to move past them and transcend them so 
interesting. So how were you, what were your biggest, what were your biggest tips in terms of how you managed to do that? You know, did you, were you able to recognize what was happening at the time? Is it, has it, has it been something that you've realized more after the event that this is coming up for you? Or did you consciously set out to address those issues? Um, How did you try? It was conscious actually, because I, I had that vision of holding my book in, the, in my hand and the commitment of asking everybody else. So it felt like I, I had to do it. And I yeah. think there was other, there was lots of other reasons why I had to do it because I needed to go through the grief process but that at the time that's what I thought so I um I've kind of got a I realized afterwards a three-step thing first is ask for help I mean you know that's um it's not easy for me sometimes but um and I have to get to the bottom but I did that I two different people for help and both of those were turning points in different ways um <clears throat> my other if you like step two is be open to new possibilities and the third step right. is follow your heart and they kind of loop around in a different way but it, you know in a, in a circle but um i think that for asking asking for help is that key and we you know we sometimes think we can do all this alone especially i'm an only child you know that's mm. from yorkshire as well so again <laughs> that's that northern we don't you know we don't like to ask for help but um yeah that was that was the key for me yeah yeah it's um that again is something I can really relate to. I'm not an only child, but I'm I'm the oldest child mm. of, of northern northern <laughs> parents. And to this day, I really, really struggle to ask for help, and mm. and not not just to ask for it, but to know what it is I want help with, and to know how to frame mm. that. Yeah. Um, and actually, but it's funny, isn't it? I mean, you've just had builders in for your house. Yes. And, and, you know, we would, you know, we all, you know, we get a mechanic in for the car or an accountant or whatever, but we won't ask for help for our head yeah, and, yeah, or when we're struggling with things, which is ridiculous, really. But I find, so my observation of you, which may or may not be correct, <laughs> is that actually when you do ask for help, to my, to my mind, it seems to me that you are very clear about what you want help with. I don't know whether you would agree yeah. with yeah i mean i've had a couple of things that didn't work out but generally yes i think i have to get to the bottom before i do ask which is something that um isn't always as helpful as it might be <laughs> but yeah i might not know i sometimes don't know what i want but i know what i don't want actually yeah. the other thing you know which is, can be as helpful it is isn't it yeah mm. um and i think that's very common for all of us isn't mm. it it is it's yeah. it's trying to look at the opposite and know where we want to head to mm. so you said that one of the one of the reasons you knew you had to move past this kind of sticking point was that you um you had a very very clear vision of of why you wanted mm. to write the book yeah is that something that you have found yourself as a motivational tool? Um, is that something you kind of used in other sticking points or is that just something that's unique 
to the process of you writing the book? Um, oh, interesting. I think I had a I had a vision of holding the book, so that was the goal. Yeah. I wasn't. I hadn't really thought about how I was going to get there. That to be fair. Yes. <laughs> um, so yes, that was very much, um, and it kept me going very much so for that sort of 18 months that it took to write it um that's not i, I don't have so I've, i used it when, when it, there were other times when i was stuck when i was writing and i and, and it really that vision of the party and holding the book was the thing that drove yeah. me forward um but I, i'm not using that at the minute because i'm not exactly sure where i'm going just yes, now no no i no i think yeah. i <clears throat> the reason I ask that is because um, one of the things I've heard so many people say, and I'm sure you've heard this as well with people you've worked with, is that they don't they don't necessarily have a vision, or they don't they don't have a, a something that pulls them through. Mm. Yeah, when you're yeah. in that place where you feel you know, I call it stuck between a rock and a hard place where you know that mm. you cannot go back. Yeah. Something has to shift. But also you kind of don't know how to move forwards. It can be really hard to see a vision beyond mm. the boulder. Exactly. So I was interested in whether for you, well, sort of how big that vision was or whether you had a route for it, but it sounds as though it was almost very clear visual of an end point and you didn't necessarily need to. No, I mean, there. I, uh, there were obviously, um, yeah. Um, I mean, there was lots of things I had to do. I, I realized afterwards that, you know, the reason I was writing it wasn't to, I mean, I, wasn't to hold it the reason I was writing writing it was because I needed to do the those things that I said I felt a fraud about that's yes. what that's the work that I needed to do to get there yes um, um but it was always that that um image that was keeping me going um but what, what I'm interested in is is um Elizabeth Gilbert talks a bit about that she she talks about um if you don't have a purpose which can be similar to a um, i take it as similar to a goal is follow your curiosity mm, so yeah. do something she just talks about turning your head a quarter of an inch to do something that you're interested in and what you know if that might work you might, might be interested it might you might follow that trail for a long time yeah. or you might not and, and it doesn't really matter but i think that that for me that also that's an interesting way of getting yourself out of the rock and a hard place yeah. you know follow that breadcrumb trail as to what are you what you're interested in and see where it leads that yeah. just you don't have to know you don't always have to know that end step the end point just the next step don't you? yeah that absolutely because none of us none of us know how things will unfold it's mm. um mm. I love that. I, 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 that's very much my philosophy as well. Mm. It's, mm. I think I'm naturally quite curious, but I think that's actually a human quality. I think most of us mm. are. We just yeah. we don't necessarily allow ourselves to be, mm. <laughs> you know. And, well, yes, yeah, and, and I think um, it, you know when when you've got your own business, it's it's also interesting to be able to you can. It's a good excuse all this continued learning and development is oh well i need to do that for my business but <laughs> yeah, i know <laughs> the, the end justifies the means exactly <laughs> in a funny kind of way mm. so 
have you always been somebody that's been able to trust um you know in following your own instincts trust that things will turn out okay or has that been something you've learned along the way um i think it probably has although i am I'm, i sometimes make decisions too quickly um so i i get an idea and i think i'll do that and then i'll I go off and do it without always thinking it through necessarily so that I, I have had a couple of things that didn't work out um and that was again because i you know i needed help and i take the first person who offers it perhaps yes. you know w without necessarily considering that's the right thing and and, they, and again this is you know you, we learn all these things don't we i mean i mean i know some of it i'm very decisive and i don't like not to have a decision in place yes. but that what i'm learning is that i don't have to after i can decide it but I don't have to follow it immediately. You know, I can keep that decision to myself perhaps. Yes. Um, and I can change decisions. I don't like to do that, but <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> it is. Okay. Yes. I yeah. I think that's, um, that's a really interesting observation. It's, uh, it's the difference between, it's almost as if it's, again, it's a head heart thing, mm. almost as if your head has made a decision yes and therefore the rules say you must immediately act on that or f or follow it but yeah. you know you're you've you've learned that it really doesn't matter if you make a decision and then mm. you sit with it and maybe yes i'm not sure i have learned i think i'm still learning you're learning aren't <laughs> <laughs> we all exactly <laughs> and that, that i think that's the beauty of conversations like this it's it's mm. Just demonstrating that we're all we're, we're all, all works in progress aren't we yeah we're all works in progress and we're doing the best we can but, mm. um i i love that i love that three-step process you've identified because mm. um you said step two um was about possibility yeah be open to new possibilities yeah, yeah. be open to new possibilities um i think i think that's one of the secrets mm. actually uh, possibility right. and hope i think are incredibly powerful mm. yes i think you think you're right i mean and, and i am um, as as you know i've changed significantly in the last and I, and I find words coming out of my mouth that i would never would have said a couple of years ago and if i'd been close to all of that uh, well i wouldn't be wouldn't be as happy as i am now I know that because it's those new possi what, what what were new possibilities at the time that have have led me to where I am now and the happiness and the, you know finding my own joy. So um, yeah, that is absolutely key. We don't know we, as, we, as we said we don't know everything. No. And, you know, be open. It might not work out. It might work out. It's, who knows? You know, it's, it's, unless you try it, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. So how does it feel to be where? you are now in your life having having moved through these particular turning points and sticking points mm. how does it feel and what's been the biggest um insights that you've had on the other on, you know life on the other side of this well, particular turning point <laughs> i would say um i'm happier now than i've ever been um comfortable in my own skin for the first time in my life um mm. and 
connected to places inside that I never knew were there. So that, you know, all of that is, um, is really positive. And people have said I look 10 years younger, so I'll take that any day. Any day. <laughs> Absolutely. I would agree with that as well. <laughs> um, and I, you know, it's, um, not having children, I've, the achievement of having the book is that it's a legacy. Um, I can't remember what the other bit was. What, what was, what, did, what was the question? What have I learned about myself? Was that the question or thereabouts? Oh, well, let's, let's go with that. <laughs> let's go with the flow. That of was one of the questions that you had, that it was on the list. Um, I think um, a couple of, some of the things that I'm stronger than I thought I was mm-hmm. um, and more determined as well. Um, um, I've, I've learned that I can, I, I write about accepting my wonderfulness, which is a phrase that one of my uh, one of the storytellers used, and I think that is incredibly hard for many of us, isn't it? And yes. you know, when people say these positive things about us, we just bat them off. But I've learned to accept some of those, and I and I went through a phrase of I'm going to make them make sure that they're true, which is really, uh, you know, it's, people have said I'm inspiring things like that, and you go, oh, what me inspiring, you know, but. Yeah, perhaps I am actually. So, um, <laughs> I, I think that's why you nearly brushed past that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's not, it's not, you know, natural for us Brits no, to, to accept some of these things, is it? And, um, you know, um, and lots of other positive, I mean, I'm just looking, I've got a, a sheet here that's, that I've got I am written on it and lots of positive things around it. And so, yeah, I've learned a lot about myself and that I can do what I set, set my mind to. I think that would be, um, that would be a big key because a lot of the times we, we think we can't, don't we? That sort of fear of holding, it holds us back from doing many things. Um, and, well, but, you know, I guess the biggest thing is that you can be happy no matter whatever life, life throws at you, you can find your happiness. Yes. Um, yeah, both very, know that. very, very much so. <clears throat> so um, if anybody that listens to this hasn't come across you and doesn't know what your work is about, how would you kind of summarise where you were before you, you sort of stepped into this fuller ownership of yourself? Compared- well compared to now you know like what was your what was your background i know we've i know we've fast forwarded mm. but i just i just yeah, well yeah i um well you were before we couldn't have children we went through um a number of rounds of ivf and, and that didn't work and that yeah. was we stopped trying gosh 17 years ago now um and i didn't grieve and a four years later my mum died and I also didn't grieve yeah carried on you know I'm fine and then um five years ago four and a half years ago my dad died and I also didn't grieve then and I just bottled it up because that's what I'd learned to do and then and at the time I was still I was support you know I'd done um some work on on myself done NLP and I was coaching childless women um but I still hadn't dealt with that grief and it's that the grieving process has as well I've worked when I was writing the book um about finding joy beyond childlessness that's what um encouraged me to to grieve to grow to connect to my body and um to come out the other side I, I use the metaphor of a butterfly in the book that you know we think 
motherhood was going to be one sort of butterfly and if we don't have that we don't know what color and shape our wings are so there's a, a process to go through to um to work that out um and i think you know it's that you can have that fulfilling life um I, you know it makes me very sad when i hear other especially childless women say I'm, I'm always going to feel like this and that's like no you don't have to i think that would be my message you know that's that you don't have to what you know whatever life throws at you you can find your happiness at the end of it yeah. might not be easy but you can yeah absolutely yeah mm. I, i'm glad i asked you that because mm. um it's such a wonderful message but it doesn't exclude anybody it's mm. it, it incorporates all aspects of life mm. all the stuff that any any of us have thrown at mm. us exactly and i know um a couple of my friends have, have read the book and you know they've got children but it's that same especially when when they leave home you know it's yes. the same sort of process isn't yes. it i mean when you don't have children i guess you, you've got that opportunity to go through this process a bit earlier in life um but yeah yeah and we've talked about that as well haven't we whether mm. we we as childless women have merely fast forwarded to a stage that women who have children just go through later on as the children leave. Yeah. But I know with from my own friends that have younger children, I think there can also be a bit of a grieving process in yeah. the loss of themselves and the, exactly. the loss of their identity mm. and anything other than mm. a mum. Mm. Uh, you know, exactly. and they kind of the kids go to school and they co they go back to work and they it's across the board most yes. of the women I know have lost their confidence. Mm. They don't quite know who they are. And mm. um, yes. I, I think that, that are turning points. Mm. Yes, and I think I mean, our books are quite, quite similar, aren't they, in, yeah, in many ways, yeah, that they, they are you know, dealing with similar issues. I mean, obviously mine's um, you know, more focused, but uh, you know, on a particular demographic. But, uh, but yeah, it's that, and, and the, you know, there's so much in social media that we're always comparing our, our messy bit with what we appear appears to be other people's perfection so yes, yes there's um yeah. yes yeah and it's finding the balance between mm. wafting and wallowing around in the mud exactly. <laughs> you know? yes. who, who wants to talk about that stuff exactly. none of us really yeah. but it's really important just to remember and have these conversations where we remind people that it, you can come out the other side mm. and one day it will all make sense and it will exactly. all be okay well i think that's that you can if you want to if you want that, to you know i mean not, not everybody um i mean I, i've i've got friends who are still stuck in that unhappy grieving place and depressed uh, one lady i know in particular depressed is her identity and yes. you know because she doesn't want to let it go and i think that's you know that's a wee bit it's um you have to want to do this yeah or you have to not want to be where you are one or the other that's either yeah. positive carrot or the stick isn't it um and it's not necessarily easy and you have to do the work you know nobody can wave a magic wand unfortunately yeah. um, but it is possible and, and i think you know for me that's why i've got the other stories in there 19 other women apart from me and they all came out the other side so it's not just me saying that it's it's um it's them as well you know? yeah absolutely and, and in a way that's why i want wanted mm. to have mm. this series of conversations yes, because exactly. um 
I just think there's such power in hearing mm. other people's stories because we all there are commonalities between us mm. all. Yes. yes. Um, so if you my my favourite question, <laughs> if you could send a message through time to yourself, um, I, I'm going to say twenty years ago. Oh. But with the knowledge that you have now, trusting whatever pops into your heart, what would you what would you say? And it doesn't have to be something huge. See, now you've thrown me because you've you asked me ten, and now you've gone. Back I know, to, I've changed it. I know, um, <laughs> but I think the message will be the same. Actually, that all will be well. Actually, to twenty years ago, we were going through IVF, um, and, and 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 you know, it's it, it's easy, isn't it, to think go back and change things and start work sooner or whatever but for me every everything I did led me to here yes. and I wouldn't want to go back and change it but the I mean the message would be the same that all will be well you know just keep yeah. going all will be well that's yeah I love that because um that's pretty much what I would say too mm. and I and I'm sorry to change it up on you and, and add another <laughs> 10 years. <laughs> it's all right. But um, I, I did that because I, I'd worked out that that would take you mm. back to that point. Yeah. And I think it's really useful to reflect on, you know, on, on just, just how much you've learned now applies to mm. that really is. It, it's almost like a completely different lifetime. Oh, it is. Absolutely. We were still living in this house, actually, just moved in. But yes, it was a completely different lifetime. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So you've been in the same house all this time. I know. Time to move. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> no, I think that's, that's, that in itself is quite interesting as well. That's probably a conversation we should just <laughs> have a whole other time. But um, no, that's quite interesting because one of the reasons um, Gav and I moved Mr. Rebello, for anyone who hears this who doesn't know who Gab is, um, was because we were living in the house that we bought with the intention of having mm. a family. Mm. And um, mm. it just got all a bit a bit weird and a bit random. But then we were in more of a suburbia. Yeah. Type I know friends who've done that as well, and, actually. Uh, yeah, you're more. Um, so it's. Yeah. Um, and we don't have that nursery room, um, you know, so yeah the house fits for us and where we are works for us i mean we have thought about moving but we can't decide where so it's easier to stay where we are and uh, you've got some um you've got some lovely gifts from the perspective of staying where you are because some of your discoveries mm. i know mm. have, um have been around how much value yoga can bring to your exactly. life and you're surrounded by phenomenal well, I, I am. Yes, I mean the the studio that I I love to go to is a five minute drive, and my one to one lessons are also a five minute drive. I mean, I, I also, you know, I, I love rock choir. That's a little bit further away, but there are lots of um, yeah, lots of facilities, everything. So I, at the moment, I wouldn't want to move because I, I'm anchored to all these things. But yeah. yeah, yeah, all your support structures exactly, and and um, forms of expression as well. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so if you could um if you could share a tool that could help anybody else that feels stuck right now 
would you say the best the best thing they could do is that three-step process that you shared yes i think oh well either that or that follow your curiosity i think is that that sort of i think um and then that might lead you to asking for help but the three steps is is really good yes yeah i like Um, those if you can ask for help you know um um like you know it's a big um it takes courage but um it's absolutely worth it i would say i mean it's worked as i say most of the time it's worked out for me yeah Uh, yeah yeah it's the thing of getting someone else to shine a light Mm. on the bits you can't see yourself yeah i mean i I know i've i've worked with a therapist for a while and um one of the big things that she brought to the party was saying that you know you think it's only you that's struggling with this Yes. whatever it is and one you know and, and, and a coach or a therapist or somebody like that can say no actually that's that's normal yes. um, and that's that's one of the big that was really one of the big things that really helped me in you know all the work that I've done all the people that I've worked with it's that normalizing whatever it is that you're struggling with I love that that's um that feels like a really perfect place to finish on actually because essentially what what that represents is that shift of perspective from it being an all-encompassing you-only problem mm-hmm. that closes you in mm. to it becoming it just opens up your awareness, doesn't it? Yeah. If you, yeah. So that's perfect. I love that. Mm. Thank you so much for that's that insight. Really well. I love that. <laughs> well, that's, that's really also why you, that's this is the basis of the podcast, isn't it? As well, actually, you know that we're all, we're all struggling with something. And we've all found our way out in a different way, you know. So yeah, yeah, and we all have something something different mm. to to share and mm. offer, and, and it's yeah, it's awesome. And and that's the reason I wanted lots of different voices as well because mm. different people listening to these episodes will resonate with different people's mm. approaches and, and exactly. what they share. Um. So, so for anybody listening that really resonates with what you're sharing or who is really curious about the book or curious Mm -hmm. about what you're up to, what you're doing next, where can they find you? How can they get hold of you? Well, um, my my website is lesliepine.co.uk, which is L-E-S-L-E-Y-P-Y-N-E, so two Ys in there. Um, um, And if you sign up to my um, email list, you'll get a free download of chapter one of my book um you can find i mean the links are on um on facebook um leslie pine finding joy and on um instagram also leslie pine coach so yes you can find me but web- website is probably the best place to start awesome thank you and i will put show notes with all of those links um and before i let you go just one little question I'd like to ask you. Gosh, this is a difficult one. Another <laughs> difficult one, isn't it? <laughs> do, you, just, do you have any sense of what your next step might be or are you just staying open to curiosity? Um, yes. In, in the, I, don't, I don't know. I'm just taking little steps at a time. I'm, I'm doing some yoga training, like, as you know, later in the year. And I don't know where that's going to lead me. I'm just curious and very curious and very interested about, about that. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll see. As we record this, I'm off to India in a couple of days on a oh, yoga yeah. retreat, and I might have some answers by the time I come <laughs> back. Because these te- these things tend to unpick you a bit, don't they? And they do. Yeah. So, so yes, yeah, so I I don't know. 
I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm writing and blogging and selling the book and speaking where opportunities arise. Um, yeah. but, but other than that, I don't know. We'll and see. that's okay, isn't it? It is, absolutely. It wouldn't yeah. have been, but it is now, yes. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for <laughs> your time and actually for sharing some really juicy, gorgeous insights in a relatively short time period compared to, you know, the extent of everything you've learned in your life. <laughs> so, I'm very, I'm very in awe of all thank your... You. Well, thank you for asking. And, and I know you've been a big part of my, um, you know, journey over the, the over the last few years so uh, yeah. well likewise <laughs> the gift that keeps giving <laughs> exactly <laughs> yes oh bless you thank you very much you. and um, i look forward to catching up with you soon thank you thank you thank you so much for listening to this episode of the turning point project if you found this episode useful i'd be so grateful if you could rate and review the podcast as it really makes a difference and will only take a moment If you'd like to continue the conversation or ask me any questions, come and connect with me over on Instagram at Helen Rebello Author or join the free magical life movement at HelenRebello.com. Have a gorgeous, gorgeous day and I'll catch you in the next episode.